Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Museroom. My name's Katie, and I will be your host as we meander into the lives of inspiring and creative people. This is a hub for makers, thinkers, and anyone else that is doing the work that they truly want to be doing. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. Welcome to those that are new to the show, and thank you to those that are returning. It means so much. So today on the podcast, I'm sharing a conversation I had with Lindy from A Linderella Story. I came across Lindy on Instagram, and it's times like these that make me so thankful to platforms like Instagram. I know that Instagram can be a source for frustration and time-wasting and negativity, but I also know that I wouldn't have connected with Lindy if it weren't for this modern social networking platform. So I'm not sure how I came across her page, but as you know, Instagram works in mysterious ways. I ended up stumbling upon her page and immediately hit the follow button. Then after a few months, I decided to reach out to her. I just felt like I really resonated with her work and I felt like we were interested in similar things. In our conversation, we talk about how she was in an emotional, depressive rut and how that led her to launching a Linderella story. We also talk about creative blocks and our interview processes and so much more. So before I share a conversation, I want to mention the event that Lindy had where she held space for women to write letters of love and appreciation to Dr. Christine Blasey Ford. This event was a few weeks ago, but even though it has passed, we can still use it as fuel and inspiration to maintain momentum. If you're listening to this episode the day that it comes out, it's election day, as I'm sure you know, and I know that I cannot tell you how to vote, but I still will say that I hope you do use your right to vote. And I do hope that you keep all women, women of color, women in the LGBTQ community, women in any marginalized community in mind when you cast your vote. Think about the people that don't have the privilege to vote. Think about the people that have died in mass shootings when you cast your ballot. I could go on for a while. So what I'm trying to say is if you haven't already and there's still time, just get out there and vote, please. Go grab a friend. You can make it a lunch date. Just go do it. All right, well, without further ado, here is my conversation with my friend and fellow creative, Lindy. So thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Of course. I'm excited to talk. Me too. Cool. So I want to start by asking you, what did you want to be when you grew up? Hmm. Um, actually, the one thing that I can really remember wanting to be is the editor-in-chief of a high fashion magazine. Really? Um, that was just like, I don't know, in high school, that's really what I wanted to be. And um, I didn't do much to you know, put myself into a position to become that. Um, but it really just felt like the ultimate dream for me. Yeah. So. Wow. Did, so were you 
like really did you read a lot of fashion magazines? I did, yeah. I did a lot of research in fashion, um, just on my own accord. Um, I just I I felt like in high school and middle school I was kind of always ahead of the game, like in the way that I dressed and keeping up with trends and things like that. Um, and then when I went to school um, and I went to college and I actually went to college for fashion merchandising um, and when I got to college I was like whoa this is not what I thought it was going to be um, this is not really where I want to be um, and you know in the current state that I was in and so I kind of gave up that dream yeah like freshman year wow. <laughs> yeah so are you from Cleveland Ohio I am cool. I grew up in Strongsville um, mm -hmm. I was born in Pittsburgh um, and my family moved back and forth from um, Pittsburgh to Brunswick, back to Pittsburgh, mm -hmm. and then we ended up in Strongsville. And I went to Strongsville from um, preschool to senior year. Cool. Yeah. And then, so what? Where did you go to college when you graduated? Um, so I graduated from high school, and I went to Buffalo State University mm -hmm. um, in Buffalo, New York. Wow. And that was just kind of like to get away from yeah. Cleveland and mm -hmm. to rebel against my parents and that kind of thing. Um, and so I went there for fashion merchandising, and within the first probably month or so of being there, I just knew in my gut that that is just not where I was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. um, I was having a lot of anxiety issues being there by myself. Um, I was having a hard time making friends, which just wasn't, yeah. it was, that wasn't me. Right. Um, and so I made the decision to um, finish out the semester and then move back home, mm -hmm. um, which was, you know, kind of a shot to my pride for sure because I wanted to be the person that you know left home and never came back and that kind of thing um and so I came back and I went to try c which was you know the best thing that yeah. could ever happen um I got a part-time job and focused on you know where I actually wanted to be because I did want to go to a four-year school um and then I ended up going to Marietta College in mm -hmm. southern Ohio um for the rest of my college career wow yeah and so when did you graduate uh 2013 um, yeah, with my um, education degree. Cool. Yeah. And then, so what did you do after you graduated? So after I graduated, um, I worked at the Cleveland Clinic Center for Autism. Um, I've, you know, kind of chosen the path of most resistance in my education career. Um, and I have dedicated my career so far to um, working with students with severe profound autism mm -hmm. um, and yeah thanks wow. <laughs> um, and educating them and I've just you know absolutely fallen in love with these kids and they're mm -hmm. super super inspiring um, to me and um, even when I get burnt out you know somebody told me um, not too long ago that this is you know the most special relationship that you'll have because you work with these kids and you never have a conversation with them because most of them are nonverbal. So that's just, you know, that's something that's super special and keeps me going. Yeah. For sure. Oh my gosh. So you're still doing that right now? Yep. Mm -hmm. I see. Yep. Still am. Cool. Um, and then I do the Linderella story on the side. Yeah. So how, let's talk about that. How did you, how did the idea come to you to start that? Um, so the past few winters I've been in a super big emotional depressive mm -hmm rut um and I kind of came out of that depression stage last winter and I was like I don't want to do I don't want to go back to that that was miserable um the year before I kind of had the same feeling um and I didn't want to go back to being in that depressive stage um but I did because 
I didn't do anything to move myself forward. So um, this spring, I was like, I am going to focus, you know, the spring and summer and fall um, to make sure that I don't <laughs> kind of track back to um, being depressed throughout the winter and, you know, do something to um, motivate me and build my creative drive again. Um, so I decided to go back to writing, um, which is something that has just always lived inside me. I've always wanted to be a writer, an editor, um, as I said before. And so I decided to just kind of dream up a blog. Um, and the first blog that I started writing was just kind of like a lifestyle. Um, I wanted to do something where it inspired people to kind of ball on a budget. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I'm a teacher, so I don't have that much money. Yeah. Um, and so, but I like nice things. So I kind of wanted mm -hmm. to um, be the inspiration for other people to know that they can be inspired by their budget instead of brought down by it. Um, but I, I started writing the content for it and I just really was not feeling it. Not like, it, yeah, I wasn't it. connected to it. Um, and then I was out with a friend of mine from college um, that I hadn't seen in a long time and we were just connecting over a drink and he we were talking about um, the lifestyle blog and he could tell that I just wasn't super connected mm -hmm. to it and he was like why don't you just write about the people that you meet like you should be writing about this conversation right now and that just kind of clicked and I went home mm -hmm. and I was like super excited to talk mm -hmm. about it and um, I texted him and I was like can I really use that like or like can I take that idea from you? And he was like, yes, of course. Oh so I just kind of rolled with it and cool. that's what it came to be. Yeah. So when you first started, I know when I first started thinking about starting a podcast, I like couldn't think about nothing else. Like it consumed mm. me. Is that kind of what happened? Oh with my you? gosh. Yes. Um, you know, I would, I love, I love, um, teaching these kids, but I would sit and I would just daydream, mm -hmm. um, for the eight hours that I was at work about like what I could write about yeah. and who I could talk to mm -hmm. and, um, it just really got my creative drive going, which I hadn't felt honestly since high school because I kind of lost that in college when, you know, you have to write about history and, yeah. you know, you go to a liberal arts school and you have to write about all of these things that just don't fuel you. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of lost that creativity. And so this was the first time that I really felt that creativity um, flowing through my blood again. Yes. And so, yeah, I mean, I really didn't want to do anything else. I relate so much to that because same. <laughs> um, I was always a creative person when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. I liked, I was always more into English and writing and art classes mm -hmm. than science and math yes. for sure. 100%. Um, but then when I went to college, I just went, I kept dancing. So mm -hmm. like I just went into a dance program and we were dancing all day, right. which I guess is creative, but I wasn't actually creating anything. Right. right. Um, and, and when I, it becomes yeah. you know, something that you have to do. Yeah, so I totally lost it too. And mm -hmm. then definitely, I don't know, maybe there's something in the air. Yeah, <laughs> the Cleveland air, yeah. for sure. Just like inspiring us to yes. create something. Absolutely. That's so cool. Thanks. So um, you've been doing the Linderella story for how long now? Um, I think I started this idea back in April. Mm -hmm. um, it was like the end of March, early April. Um, where I just decided to, you know, start to build a website um, and do some interviews with just people that I knew that had small businesses. Um, and I decided to kind of hone in um, this idea 
and just start talking to people with small businesses um, because I knew that if um, I was like I knew I could easily lose control and talk to like every single person that inspired me because that's just who I am and I would do that um, so I just kind of wanted to make it more niche yeah um, and involve um, this Cleveland revival that we're experiencing now you know this is a whole different city than it was when I was growing up um, and I was in the suburbs, of course, but we would come up to Cleveland to do some things. And um, yeah. I don't know, it just, it's a great time to be in Cleveland and, you know, kind of live young adult life in Cleveland. Um, and there's so many inspirational people around. So I really wanted to hone in on those mm-hmm. creatives. Yeah, exactly. I feel the same way with my podcast. Doing mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're kind of on the same, yeah. definitely on the same page with that. I love it. Cool. So what keeps you inspired whenever you're thinking of content to put out or when you're thinking of a story that you want to write or you don't have a story to tell or a person to talk to to create a story, what do you do to stay inspired? Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts like yours or just people talking mm-hmm. um, and listening to other people's stories. And then I kind of reflect on those, reflect those stories on my life. Um, I do a lot of storytelling about my own life um, because I feel like if I'm going to share the stories of other people, then people need to know who I am as well, um, just to keep it more human. Um, and so I, you know, I'm just, sometimes it's harder than others for sure. Um, but I am um, a writer by heart. And so a lot of that comes easier to me, um, just because I love to just sit down and write and I love to, um, you know, kind of move through the writer's block if there is one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, a lot of times I sit down and I write stories and then I erase them because they don't come out the way that I want to. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm still at that point where I'm just being super persistent with it because it's still just fueling me so much um, that I'm trying not to let something get me down. Um, if it wasn't, if it's not coming out the way that it, that I wanted it to, then I just start over and do something else. So yeah. just being persistent. Yeah. For sure. Can you talk a little bit more about what you said about moving through the writer's block? Mm-hmm. So what does that look like? Oh, different every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, sometimes it's um, realizing that I myself am not ready to tell the story that mm-hmm. I wanted to tell um, and realizing that that's okay. Yeah. Um, a lot of it is becoming connected to myself again. Um, and I'm just starting um, kind of a yoga journey, which, you know, I, I wasn't doing much self-care other yeah. than writing, and writing kind of became a second, like, side hustle and a job. Um, so even though I thought that it was self-care, um, it kind of wasn't right. in a way. Um, so sometimes moving through writer's block just means putting it away for a second and, you know, walking away and doing something for myself. Um, and sometimes it means just saying, okay, this isn't working and erasing it. Um, and sometimes it means going for it anyway. Um, and realizing that, but you know, I think it looks different every single day and, um, moving through the writer's block. I don't know. It's, um, it's something that's not easy, but I'm trying to make it okay. Yeah. If that makes sense. It's kind of like when you're having weird feelings about something, like sitting there and feeling mm-hmm. those feelings. Yeah, it's just, yeah, exactly. And not ignoring them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
yeah so that's that's kind of um, at the beginning I wasn't experiencing any writer's block and I actually remember having the thought like oh this is great like maybe it's not gonna hit me and it totally has hit me <laughs> um, it's just something that every and it's something that everybody experiences when they're writing um, and especially since I'm not just writing about other people you know I do um, these interviews and I tell other people's stories but I, since I want to tell my story too sometimes I'm not ready to share those stories yeah. or sometimes I'm too ready and I can't find the words and right. so it's just a lot of juggling yeah definitely so can you talk about some of the stories that you've featured so far sure maybe just like one or two that sure. you've really loved um I started out telling the stories of people that I knew personally already um, and just kind of getting a feel for um, how to go through the interview process and um, you know where the best places to record were and uh, making people feel comfortable and um, having you know the questions written down um, and then I really moved to having just more of a conversation with people um, I didn't want to make it too interviewee um, because then I think that people just kind of lose sight of, you know, this is about them telling the story. They're not, you know, it's not a job interview or, you know, what have you. And the words will come out as they're supposed to. Um, I think my favorite, one of my favorite stories so far is the one that I just released um, from Elio Calabrese of Urban Planning Cleveland. Um, because he really talked about all of the people that have helped him um, to become who he is and where he is now um, and that was really cool because you know um, a lot of people talk about how they didn't really know what they wanted to be growing up and they kind of move through the motions of you're supposed to go get a four-year degree and you're supposed to do this and you're supposed to stay in that um, degree and you're supposed to have a career in that yeah. degree and um, move it, like moving in a different direction is not something that anybody <laughs> considered, even though that's kind of where they are now. Yeah. Um, but Elio really talked about the people behind him, and that was super inspiring. Mm. I really liked that a lot. Yeah, that it's really important to have people that support you. A hundred percent. Yeah. And then I also feel like um, him moving in a different direction. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's happening more and more and more. Oh, yeah. Like we're realizing that. I mean, we were, I feel like we were taught, like, you have to go to college and get a four-year de degree, and then you have that job until you die. Exactly. <laughs> yep, yep. You're going to retire from right. that. And, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. Us millennials are, like, revolting mm -hmm. against that, for exactly. sure. Exactly. And with what you're doing with the blog, um, like, you said you wanted to be a writer, and you wanted to be an editor of a magazine, and that's kind of what you're doing. And with mm -hmm. technology nowadays... Like, it makes it so much easier to do those kind of th oh, things. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I also was in interested in journalism mm -hmm. when I was younger in high school, and then I kind of forgot about it yep. for a while. And, like, having, like, podcasting is so available to everyone. Yes. Like, I don't have to be a journalism major, right. radio journalism right. major, and work at NPR. Like, right. I can just do it myself. Absolutely. Like, it's so cool. Absolutely. Yeah, and we're in such a technological age where it is right at our fingertips, and um, it wasn't back, you know, when I, mm -hmm. I mean, it, it was only 10 years ago when I graduated high school, but it wasn't even as readily available as it is yeah. now, so it's just a really good time to kind of come back to our dreams, mm -hmm. for sure, and make it happen. Absolutely. So can we talk a little bit more about interviewing? I wasn't mm -hmm. expecting to talk about that with no, you. No, that's fine. But yeah. Um, just what's your process like when you are preparing for an interview? What are these 
this probably isn't what you want to hear, but I really don't do much preparation for an interview because I want it to be um, so conversational. Um, I don't want to have a game plan. I don't want to have um, set things that I need to talk about because I'm sure, as you know, it kind of doesn't go that way anyway. Um, and so... I think that people get really nervous for interviews Mm -hmm. and I don't want like I kind of stopped getting nervous to interview people because I know that I want it to be more conversational Um, and when I this Elio actually um, who I just talked about with Urban Planning Cleveland he um, as we sat down was like okay so I'm really nervous and I was like don't be why are you nervous Mm -hmm. like this is this is gonna be totally fine yeah exactly and we actually ended up talking I told him to um, etch out like an hour of his schedule for this and we ended up talking for like two hours and 15 minutes so um, I just kind of want people to get lost in conversation um, and let the conversation go where it's supposed to go and talk about what you want to talk about and um, I just I kind of have moved past having like a set outline for an interview process um, because it wasn't working out anyway because we were just talking about whatever came up and so yeah. yeah, I love when interviews end up being longer. Than yes, I know. Like, because sometimes I'm worried that they're going to be too short and, like, I expect to have this, like, great conversation and mm-hmm. it doesn't really go anywhere. Right. But when it's, like, something like that, mm-hmm. it just feels so cozy. Like, yes. you're just really in it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I just, letting go of the expectation has really made me feel more comfortable and I think that it makes other people that I'm yeah. interviewing mm-hmm. uh, feel more comfortable, too. Yeah, did you have any experience interviewing people before? No, not at all. Same. <laughs> um, and so when I sat down, I actually, the first interview I ever did was with um, my best friend's brother, mm-hmm. um, who I, you know, he's become my best friend too because he lives here. And um, and so we sat in his couch, or on his couch, and we just, you know, talked, and it was like two hours nice. um, of just babble, which is good because... Um, I don't know, I just kind of got that out of my system and I sat with like my notebook in front of me um, with all these questions that I wanted to hit upon and I quickly realized that that was just not the way to go about it. Yeah. Um, so no, this has been a huge learning curve. I have no experience interviewing. Same. Um, yeah, I interviewed a little bit in high school, but it was like, it wasn't like this at all. Right. It wasn't very conversational. Right. I would have like a list of questions. Right. <laughs> and like, I've, I'm starting to get a lot more comfortable with it because mm-hmm. I used to spend like two hours the night before like scripting out the Mm -hmm. whole conversation kind of and then yesterday I had my laptop with some notes and I didn't even look at it once (laughs) and today I don't even have a notebook yeah yeah yeah. it just it I don't know it feels more human to Mm -hmm. go about it that way um I don't think that there would be I mean there would definitely be certain circumstances where I would prepare more um like depending on who I was interviewing and if I you know if I was going to like interview the CEO of like Sherwin Williams or something I would want to be a little bit more prepared but um I don't know at this point um I just I just want to connect with the human yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. so I want to touch on social media Mm -hmm. because both of us like starting out with something new like this are on social media trying to like connect with people and build a community around this so what has been your relationship with social media and like how do you stop yourself from comparing yourself to other people just what's your what does that look like for you um I actually have not yet hit the point where I'm comparing myself to other people on social media um because 
sometimes I feel like the people I would compare myself to are like so far-fetched like it just doesn't seem like a reality mm -hmm. um, and I really want my Alinderella story page to be my reality um, and to be the reality of the people that I'm featuring um, so the pictures that are on there a lot of them are from photo shoots that I've done with my friends around Cleveland um, using our iPhones like yeah. it's not it's not some um, you know high-tech camera that we're using or um, my captions are just things that are on my mind that day um, I produce a lot of content because I love it I love the content part of it um, and I'm really enjoying like using the analytics behind Instagram um, but what I have done for myself on social media is walk away from Facebook, um, which was really, you know, I haven't hit that stage with Instagram yet where I'm um, drugged down by it. But yeah. Facebook was just really like just, you know, I just felt like I was like in a muddy puddle with it and I just couldn't get out. Um, and so I deleted it from my phone. Um, and I thought that it was going to be way harder to kind of give up that relationship, but I look at it maybe once a week on my nice. laptop and I really haven't done anything, um, for my blog on Facebook, but I'm trying to be okay with that because it's just not a platform that I want to use. Um, and I feel like Instagram, um, is a little harder because sometimes there aren't faces behind the Instagram stories or um, pages like there are for Facebook um, and I think that you probably could get lost in the same political crud yeah. that's happening on Facebook on Instagram as well but I've just kind of started over with mm -hmm. Instagram and um, I'm just trying to make it more enlightening than right. something that's dragging me down yeah and I feel like we don't have to have we don't have to showcase our business on all of the social media platforms. Mm. That just gets really overwhelming. Yes, like for I have, sure. I have a Facebook page for the podcast, but I don't really post on it. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to focus on one yeah. thing. Right, exactly. And I feel like millennials are moving that way too, and that's kind of who my core audience is. Mm -hmm. um, and if they're not going to be on Facebook, then I'm not going to you know, spend time redoing my Facebook pages or what have you to find that audience because the audience right now is on Instagram. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so you have an event tonight. Mm -hmm, I um, do. And this will come out after, unfortunately. That's okay. But I want to talk about that just because with everything going on from last week with Brett Kavanaugh, and we're all <laughs> just really feeling a lot of anger and yes. emotion right now. And mm -hmm. So let's. I just want to dig into that a little bit. Sure. So to first tell us about what the event's about. Um, so the event will be at the Willow Room Salon. Um, they now have an event space in the back called oh. the Glass, Glass House Project. Um, and the manager of the salon, Kate, um, was actually at the Soul Connect Retreat um, that I was a part of mm -hmm. last weekend. Um, and so we were talking about how we can use that space for different events. Um, and my friend Abra, um, whose business is She Said Celebrate, um, email or texted me after um, we got back from the retreat, which she was at too. And she was like, we need to do, um, or like we need to rage basically. Like we retreated this weekend and now we need to rage against yeah. the, you know this political climate that's happening now. And um, we both agreed that sometimes it feels like one voice doesn't really matter that much. Um, even though you know, were told that like your vote matters and you know, um, it 100% does matter, but I think that a lot of people feel like their voice gets lost in the crowd. Right. Um, so instead of concentrating on um, on that aspect, we wanted to do kind of a band together movement. Um, so we're hosting an event tonight called Stand in Solidarity, Letters of Love. 
um, where we're just getting together. It's an open house event, so come. Um, we want people to come just you know for a second if they can just pop in or stay the whole time and drink some wine and hang out. Um, but we really just wanted to write letters um, to Dr. Blasey Ford and just let her know that you know we're standing with her and that we appreciate her telling her story. Um, because I feel like she has just been, you know, crushed into so yeah. many pieces, um, which is horrible. And I, I'm feeling for her. I can't even imagine how she's feeling. Um, right, to put yourself to, out there. Exactly. And tell your story and, you know, like... Have people stomp all over you for it. Yeah, it's... Especially men. <laughs> disgusting. Yes. Yeah. So, so, yeah, we're just um, hosting a space where people can, you know, come write a letter of, of appreciation to her, uh, but also maybe to somebody else that um, has shared their story with you or yeah. on a different platform or on a blog post or um, maybe someone you know has a story that hasn't been able to share it yet or hasn't found the courage to share it yet. Um, we just really want um, to be able to send some snail mail and a little bit of love to those people. That's so cool. Yeah. Because I feel like in these times, like, we get really tunnel visioned of what we want to change, which is important, but I think maybe we forget that we have each other and 100%. we need to support each other. 100%. And, like, if these men in all of these high-power government positions aren't going to listen to us, then right. I guess we need to show our fellow sisters exactly. that we're listening. Exactly. So really and cool. um, I've actually had a lot of men come forth and like, when is your event? Oh. Like, what do I need to bring? Which is actually like super awesome as That's well. Really great. Um, my boyfriend's coming tonight and he's super excited about mm -hmm. it. And you know, there are good men out there too um, yeah. that can stand and support us as well. Um, and I think that, you know, I don't know, it's just, it's super important to band together, like you said, mm -hmm. um, and to stand together in solidarity yeah. <laughs> um, and to show, to show support um, and appreciation. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited for it. Yeah, I think I might pop by. Yes, please mm -hmm. do. That's awesome. Yeah. So in these times where it's like you feel like you just can't do anything, you mm -hmm. feel like it's not going to change, mm -hmm. how do you take care of yourself? Hmm. What does your um, self-care look like? So I'm an open book, like I said, and um, I was just, you know, this past month, well, I guess it's been two months now. Um, I enrolled myself in therapy for mm -hmm. the first time. Um, and I honestly thought that this was going to be something where I would, you know, go in for a few sessions and yeah. cry it out and um, deal with my stuff and move on. Um, but it's been an awesome self-care experience. Mm -hmm. um, and my first session with my therapist she said what do you do for self-care and I just stared at her like I don't know <laughs> I don't know what I do for self-care um since then I've read some books and I've done some research on things that just interest me um in this political climate that but that's something that would have just made me depressed before and so now I'm trying to educate myself on it um I started going to yoga um, which has just gotten some movement in my life, which is really, really awesome and a humbling experience. Um, and for the first time, I said thank you to myself mm -hmm. um, for just showing up and um, moving and sweating and, you know, after a long, exhausting day at work, doing something for myself, mm -hmm. um, which has been awesome for self-care. And so I'm just kind of trying to get back into that self-care world and, um seeing how it fits into my life which yeah. is really really hard to do sometimes I agree I haven't been 
utilizing self-care as much as I yeah. should either at all. And it looks so different for everybody. Right. Um, you know, it can be taking yourself out on a walk yeah. or getting a drink by yourself or going to see a movie. Um, and this blog has actually really helped me kind of step mm-hmm. out of my comfort zone and doing things for myself. Yeah. Um, going to events by myself that I would have, you know, begged a friend to go with me. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have rather... a friend flew in from like California to go with me to go by myself Mm -hmm. um so so yeah I think I'm definitely trying to get to a space where self-care uh self-care is super um is super relevant in my life and I'm trying to move move into that space yeah for sure cool I just want to wrap up by having you just shout out a couple of cool Cleveland things that you're loving right now maybe um favorite coffee shops favorite Mm. instrument accounts bloggers um who my favorite cleveland things um i love 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 what um soul connect movement is Mm -hmm. doing yeah um i think that that katie is creating an amazing space for women to just come and be women um and connect with other women um the retreat that she held last weekend has been a dream of hers um, and I think that it, it was just a super important time for us all to be together yeah. and um, spend some time connecting. And I think that the women that came really needed that women to woman connection as well. Um, so that uh, she holds gatherings monthly. She does some yoga classes out of the Glass House Project um, at Willow Room Salon. Um, and so that's just a great space for people to utilize um, women to women connectiveness. Um, I also really 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 connect with what um, Maria local girl gang Cleveland is doing because she um, was a burnout teacher and she just kind of decided to go with her dreams Mm. Um, and she's not even from Cleveland she's not a Cleveland native too which is really cool that she um, saw the love that's happening in the city um, especially with women and is motivating women to um, connect with each other um, and also holding events for women um, to showcase, you know, what they're up to and to talk to each other and to network with each other and to get involved with some self-care. Um, and, I mean, she's just really taken off this year, which is really cool and really inspiring to see. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Nice. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Uh, gosh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> and um, how can people connect with you? Um, I'm on Instagram at Alinderella Story. My website is also www.alinderellastory.com. Um, DM me, message me. I'm super open, cool. um, and I'd love to chat. Awesome. Well, thank yeah. you so much. Thank I, you I'm so much. I'm so glad that we were able to connect yes, and chat. Yes, me too. Because I feel like we have a lot to Yes, so. absolutely. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to my conversation with Lindy, and I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to connect with Lindy, go follow her on Instagram at Story, and go read her blog where she has a bunch of really great stories with really cool humans. You can find that at www.alindarellastory.com. And if you would like to connect with me, follow me on the Instagram at Podcast. Or you can shoot me an email to museroompodcast at gmail.com. If you have any ideas of people you would like to hear from on the podcast, I would love to hear them. So send those to museroompodcast at gmail.com. 
And if you would like to support the podcast in any way, please consider leaving a review on iTunes, rating, or sharing the podcast with a friend. Those are really the best ways to support the podcast, and I would appreciate it so much. So until next week, I will talk to you on the internet. Please go vote, and have a good week. Bye! Thank you.